When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to the How To Money podcast, a financial education podcast for young Australians aimed at opening up the conversation around money. I'm Kate, your host, and today I'm joined with my co-host Susan, and we're going to be talking about the Reserve Bank of Australia, the cash rate, inflation, and what the recent reduction in the cash rate means for you. Now, please bear in mind that everything we cover in this podcast is for educational purposes only and is not advice. If you do want personal advice, please seek the help of a licensed professional and do some research. Remember, it's your money, so take control. Hi, Susan. Welcome back to the podcast. Hi, Kate. And what a wonderful day. To be talking about the RBA. Yes. So we're inspired based on last week's news from the Reserve Bank of Australia um, to have a talk about it today, where they actually reduced, for the first time in two and a half years, the cash rate. So, your question is... Are you excited about that? I am only partly. And perhaps I'll tell you why as we go through this podcast. But hadn't we better explain what the RBA is? Yes. Before we get ahead of ourselves, we are talking about the Reserve Bank of Australia. So, commonly known in the press and on media as the RBA, Reserve Bank of Australia, also known as our central bank. Now, what does the RBA look after, Susan? So the RBA has a number of legislated activities. So one of the things is monetary policy, so raising or lowering interest rates in particular, but also, very importantly, financial stability, so the system the financial system as a whole, not individual uh, banks or credit unions, but as does the whole system work together? And that's really important. So people feel comfortable that they can transact in Australia, whether you buy shares or put money in your bank or get a home loan. It also looks after various financial market operations of how things work, how people make pricing, Payments and infrastructure, so it gets involved in credit card payments and uh, direct payments, um, looks after uh, regulations and also the banknotes. Don't forget banknotes, mm. coin printing and also. cash and all those new $50 yeah. notes they've yeah. been uh, producing. And we also not only do our own, but we actually print notes for other countries as well. As a do they print raiser. them in Victoria? I can't be sure. There is a big new printing press in Victoria, but there might be a couple of others around Australia. Mm. But um, I don't believe you can have a tour of it because it is rather no, secure. probably not. And they are 
the f- I know the f- new $50 notes had a lot more security features than uh, previously. Yeah, we're, we're well known for our notes in terms of colour, security, design, etc. It's hard to rip those things. Mm. So the RBA is really important. It's part of the financial regulators. And we've also mentioned previously APRA, the Australian Prudential Regulatory Authority, and ASIC. One of your favourites, isn't that, mm. Kate? <laughs> Okay, so a big part of what the Reserve Bank of Australia does um, that we know about is that they set the cash rate. Mm -hmm. Now, what's that? So the cash rate, or what's known um, specifically as the RBA cash rate, because it relates purely to the RBA, because there are many other cash rates out there, that is what banks use interbank, so bank-to-bank, used for overnight cash only. So borrowing lending overnight, and even that, they use margins as well, depending on the credit risk. Because the RBA is considered risk-free. That's a central bank borrowing lending, but other banks, we have a credit risk involved. So it's a very specific rate. And you and I don't use it. Mm. You know, when we borrow and lend, it. It has relevance, the cash rate has relevance, but that is not the rate we use. Mm. And the the cash rate is decided on by the board of the Reserve Bank. Yes, yes. So an, a, a board of um, directors, uh, a non-elected board, you don't go and vote for them like you do Parliament, so, but they are appointed through government. And they meet and on the first Tuesday of every month. And they meet, uh, 11 months of the 11 year. 11 months of the year. So they have January off like many other people. And um, and then and they have a discussion and then they announce shortly after that what they're doing with the cash rate. Mm. And so often, nothing. And it yeah. stays. Well, the last stable. two and a half years, it's been nothing. Mm. And we've all survived, you know, carried on and not <laughs> taken any notice of it. Yes. So it's only when they move or move unexpectedly that mm. the market gets quite excited about the idea of a movement. But this uh, cut of... 0.25 or a quarter of a percent was what we call telegraphed to the market. People did expect it mm. and they do surveys. So it wasn't new news. Yeah, so they're reducing the cash rate to stimulate spending and inflation. Yes, so uh, that was part um, to help people feel more comfortable about spending, but particularly there was a lot of talk about homes and house prices Mm. so perhaps in this instance one of the reasons was not only do we stimulate ordinary spending because it doesn't cost as much to borrow but we also it will flow through to home loans and hence it might help stimulate the home loan market which had fallen quite heavily in you know many Mm. capital cities so you've got to be really careful with the cash rate. The RBA only sets this cash rate. It does not mean that your mortgage will necessarily follow. Mm-hmm. And you may have seen that when you looked at some of the major banks. Some said, well, we'll reduce our mortgage by 0.25. And others said, well, no, we you know, might only reduce it 10 or 15 or 20 points. There's mm-hmm. no rule. And in your mortgage, if you ever read the long documentation it doesn't say just because we move the cash rate your mortgage will go down yeah and i know there was pressure from the government last week on the big banks to Mm. pass on this reduction but they don't have to 
No, there, there's no have to. And of course, you might say, well, if you lower the mortgage rate, are you going to lower the deposit rate? Mm. And no, forget, there's actually more depositors than there are borrowers. In they might yeah, so we're talking about much. savings accounts here. Yeah, your savings accounts, your savings maximizer, wherever you're, you're sticking your money, you might be trying to earn a deposit for a home and you want the maximum interest rate you can get and they'll might have cut that. It might mm. have been cut by, you know, 10 points, 20 points or the full 0.25. So we talked just there in points or 0.25%, but we often just say 25 points. Mm. Now, the cash rate is really closely linked with the topic of inflation. Yes. Um, so what are we talking about here in, in terms of inflation and how it's measured? Well, we know inflation is me- measured and we're told inflation is measured in Australia by CPI, Consumer Price Index, which has a basket of items and it might include medical bills and uh, mm. energy and you know, fresh yeah, fruit. Yeah, they definitely they had a list of that on the Reserve Bank's website yes. if you do want to have a look at it. And further. so that's that's a particular basket and people know what's in it. It's not secret squirrel stuff. And if that gets quarter announcement every quarter, they'll say, well, CPI has gone up, has it gone down? So CPI is what we talk about when we talk about inflation. If mm. inflation's 2%, we're talking about those basket of goods going up at a rough value, about 2%. Some might go up more, some might go down more. Yeah, so if inflation at the moment is 1.3%, yes. it's a bit too low from what the Reserve Bank is yeah. yeah. actually wanting. Yes, so then how does interest rate and inflation tied? From when people talk about a return on their investments, they look at what inflation is and they say, well, my, my investment should keep up with the rate of inflation mm. plus. So you're looking for what the real rate of return is. So if inflation is 5% and you're only earning 5%, you're actually... Not really going anywhere. Yes, you're you're keeping level with inflation, but you're not earning anything extra. You're not yeah. actually... So when interest rates are lower and inflation... So if inflation, let's say, is 2%, um, and you're earning 1%, you're going backwards, mm. but inflation then be, drops down to 1%, and you can earn 2% on your money, you're at least getting 1%. So mm. it's that difference between inflation and that yeah. interest rate. And the t- current target for the RBA to achieve is inflation between 2 to 3%. Yes, inflation, not an interest rate. No. Inflation. Yeah. And that, that's been very low and mm. been very stable. And for perhaps some of the younger um, audience think this is the way it's always been but um i remember the days when inflation was 18 19 percent and it's you know very hard to actually earn 20 percent mm. so your investments were going backwards and you know you they um, government came in different government at the time came in and tried to cap mortgage rates because people couldn't you know, for 20% mortgage rates. Mm. So we, we sometimes suffer from short-term memory and we think this is, you know, 2%, this is what it always is, but we have seen much higher. And then you see wage rates go up every six months because people are saying, you know, my price of bread's gone up, so I have to keep putting my wages up. And so you get a lot more industrial disputes. Now, in the eyes of the RBA, having a low and stable inflation rate reduces uncertainty in the economy 
It helps us make saving and investment decisions, and it's also the basis for a strong and sustainable economic growth. Yes. So what happens if inflation is too high? Well, if inflation is high, then people uh, become very nervous. We have that push of, um, as mentioned earlier, wages, and then prices go up because people have to push up their prices Mm. to pay for the wage increases and also we are likely to spend more today because we go well it could be up by 10 percent next week so we're often be trying to spend and um, getting into the market because we're worried about both our purchasing power and our wages and wages growth Mm. so the value of our money is decreasing so suddenly $4.50 is not buying a cup of coffee in Melbourne anymore. No. It might be six or seven. And I guess the extreme example at the moment is in Venezuela, where a million dollars is not getting a (laughs) a loaf of bread. And it goes up every day Mm. or every half day or whatever. Um, And it's it's not a good time and it's not good for your economy. We don't want to get into that situation again. Mm. And on the other side, if inflation's too low, yeah, that's that's an interesting one. I mean, is inflation too low? Are we, you know, 20, 30 years ago, we would have loved to have 1% and 2% inflations. Mm. You know, we were stuck at 4 and 5 So the RBA is currently, I think, saying, what, 1.3% mm. inflation at the moment? I mean, a lot of people think that's actually a really good outcome. Mm. Um, it's not a pure science here. So... We have low wages growth, we have low inflation, yes, and we do also then have low interest rates for depositors and savers. Mm. The other thing that perhaps is going on here is there's a very strong link between interest rates and our exchange rate. And what the RBA is also signalling when it lowers its cash rate it also signals that people will get lower returns and the currency drops against the US dollar. So the Aussie US, which lots of people follow, will fall. So it will cost us more to buy one US dollar. It Mm. makes our overseas trips more expensive or your skiing (laughs) holiday in Japan more expensive. But what it does, it actually makes your imports. You know, we import a lot of Mm. goods here you look around your room your office everything so many things are imported it pushes the price of imported goods up and hence that pushes up inflation Mm. so we're importing inflation through the system when the aussie dollar is very strong against us it keeps inflation down when it's lower it does mean we can sell more iron ore and exports but it does mean the price of imports will go up. So you might see a wave of, you know, in your favourite shop, Harvey Norman or wherever you go, um, JB Hi-Fi, all the imports will go up as the Aussie dollar falls against the US. Hmm. So we might see our electronic prices increase. And, yep, and that will spread and hence that feeds into your CPI basket that we mentioned earlier. Mm. So it's not just Australian-only items. Yeah. It also is, you know, imports at supermarkets, imports of electricals, TV prices, all that sort of thing. Mm. Now, the RBA um, website actually has some great images and um, charts and things that 
demonstrate how the change in cash rate affects pretty much everything, how the flow-on effect happens. So I'll include that in the show notes if you're interested in having a bit of a further look at that. One big thing to talk about is the recent reduction in the cash rate. Mm -hmm. So last week was the first Tuesday of the month and uh, it it was people were talking that it was going to happen. It was sort of a question of whether it was going to be a quarter of a percent or half a percent. Yeah. Ended up being a quarter of a percent. Yeah. I think at the moment they'll go smaller more often Mm. rather than shifts of half a percent when you're down at 1.5 half percents a 50 percent cut Mm. so not quite but almost it's um it also 0.25 has a smaller impact smaller impact on the currency smaller impact Mm. on your depositors and savers because most of us have got savings accounts are already very low and your Mm. transaction accounts probably all zero or 0.01 I think I've seen one account with 0.001. I mean, what sort of returns that? Yeah, (laughs) it costs more in computer tape, I would have thought. Um, So it has, when you're already that low, it has a minimal effect on Mm. savers. Like you're saving not because you're going to earn a return. So there's a reduced incentive to save unless you've got a specific purpose. So it's trying to encourage us to spend more money on goods and services. It, It is a bit, and they will cost more, as I mentioned, we mm. might uh, not be so keen on saving, but then some people would say that's that's the wrong thing. We want the economy to save. Um, it also will mean, you know, the other side, of course, they're pushing the whole mortgage idea of oh, yeah. it'll be cheaper. So they're trying to encourage us to borrow more because it's going to be less expensive. Yeah, maybe borrow more, but perhaps when the other big issue, the... Um, APRA had said you had to use a minimum interest rate. So when you were looking at whether someone was eligible for a home loan, they had to be able to pay it back on a base, I think it was about 7.25%, even though you might have been actually borrowing at three and a half. So they're dropping that as well and bringing that down. Um, So again, it might ease the lending conditions because... Um, Post-Royal Commission, we're also seeing lending conditions tighten. So they're hoping with a lowering interest rate, perhaps lowering in some of these lending conditions, people will feel they're able to borrow again and stimulate Mm. the house prices. If you stimulate house prices, you also stimulate building, and that keeps a lot of people employed. Mm. Now, are you going to ask me whether I got excited? Did you get excited last Tuesday, Susan? Well, no, unfortunately, because, and again, this is definitely no advice. Um, It may be the worst thing I've ever done. I fixed my home loan rate about a year ago, I think, when the home loan fixed term, I think it was 3% was lower than the variable, like your current mortgage rate. So I fixed. So whether the rate goes up or down for the next couple of years, I am locked in Mm. at that rate. So it'll take one or two cuts, but, you know, it might be the worst thing because people might be able to borrow much cheaper Mm. than what I'm now paying. Yeah, and I saw some uh, financial lenders uh, bring uh, interest rates down under 3% last week, which was quite... Yeah, quite amazing. And and they will bring down their fixed rates as well. Mm. Um, So that's also always that big decision. Do I fix? Do I become variable? Will the variable go down uh, further? I no way I can tell you anything about that. Um, but everything's possible. 
So also you've got to remember a lot of people out there have fixed their home loan. Again, it's not advice, not saying this is the right thing to do. But again, it minimizes the impact because if you're paying a fixed amount every month, just because interest rates have dropped, it does not reduce the amount you pay. So you'll still be paying the same amount out to the bank and uh, you won't be as earning much on any savings you you may Mm. have. So in that way, it doesn't necessarily help everyone. And there's quite a high proportion of fixed rate borrowers out there. Mm. And so the downside is for retirees who are potentially living off turn deposits partially, Mm. um, a lowering in turn deposit rates does flow onto them. Yes, yes, very and much. And people saving up for their yeah. first home, yeah. getting a lower interest rate on yeah. cash. People on term deposits, it'll definitely is flowing through on the term deposits as well. Um, but the other thing, of course, the side effect is equity markets hmm. because people think, oh, that dividend I'm getting out of BHP looks a bit better because I'm getting zero out of my little bank account, yeah. but I could buy that BHP share. So we usually see a spike of or a rally in the equity market and that's what we're seeing i think today we're up to 11 year high mm. on the asx so quite strong gains over one and a half percent today and and if the rba cuts again the chances are you may see another a strong rally on the market yeah as people move money from term deposits and mm. savings accounts into mm. the market mm. yeah so there's a huge resource section on the RBA's website, which I'll include in the show notes. If you want to dive further into it, it really goes into the nitty gritty. So if you uh, are interested, it's a great place to check out. So I'll include that all in the show notes um, for you to have a look further. Yeah. And really, if you are interested, we can't urge you enough to actually go to the source of information mm. and go to the RBA website because that is the correct source for all information. Yeah. And, um, and it definitely helps it. you understand how the change in cash rate affects you as a saver or a borrower. Yeah, and they write really great articles about the financial stability of Australia, great graphics that you can look at, and, and they'll just it's, show you. For a financial website, it's some of the better better yep. um, educational material out there. And, and it's really good. It shows you um, the bank's lending rates. And deposit rates and, yeah. and, and their each margins. Month they profits. also push out some key economic indicators. So sort of it's an infographic, but there's some interesting stats that come out every month about wage growth, inflation, cash rates. So that's definitely worth keeping an eye on as well. Now we haven't mentioned very briefly. Did you mention the RBA target rate between two and three percent? Now we mentioned that they don't actually target unemployment. So that was a big debate a while back, but um, unemployment, according to their stats, is 5.2%. So you might argue unemployment could be something they focus on, but they've gone the way they focus on inflation and leave unemployment to sort itself out because businesses will be able to borrow, expand more with lower interest rates and then employ more people. Mm. So it's not an employment target even though there's always discussion about unemployment it's an inflation target yeah well when i was reading the governor's speech from last week he definitely said there's more significant spare capacity in the australian labor market which was one of the reasons for why they reduced the cash rate last week so that is something 
I think they're thinking about. Oh, yes, they're, they're thinking about it. And just in comparisons, if you're looking at other countries, in the US it's called the Fed, does something similar. And um, in um, the UK we have the Bank of England, that's their central bank over mm. there. So they all do slightly similar but, but different. So it's very important to... Um, if you're comparing, look at the actual websites and see how they are different. Yeah, definitely. So if you've had any questions from today's episode, if you've got any questions for future episodes, please send us a message uh, at How to Money Australia on Twitter, Instagram, or www.howtomoney.online. We'd love to hear from you. And you've had some great compliments coming. Yes. yes. <laughs> thank you to those people. <laughs> yes, thank you very much. And we've got a few guest episodes coming up in the next few months, so that will be exciting as well. So thank you, Susan, for joining me today. Thanks, Kate. You've been listening to the How To Money podcast.